Order in the court. It's time for Understanding the Law Radio. Well, hi, and thanks for joining me for another episode of Understanding the Law Radio. I'm your host, Peter Lamont, and today we are going to clear up some confusion between criminal and civil lawsuits. It seems to an attorney pretty straightforward, but we're attorneys. We paid God knows how much money to go to law school. Some of us are still paying that back. And now we have this exclusive knowledge that this very expensive education has given us. And I'm being very facetious and and just fooling around here. Um, But I'm not fooling around about the cost of law school. Law school is insane. And I think it's insane because it can be insane. Because there's no other way to become a lawyer. There's a a couple exceptions in certain states with with statutory rules. But 99.9% of the time, you've got to go to law school and they're going to charge an arm and a leg because they can. So... Anyway, that is not the point of this podcast. That was a rant, and I'm going to just rein it all back before it gets too out of control, and we're going to talk about the difference on today's show between a criminal case and a civil case. And look, I mean, in all honesty, it can be very confusing. There are lawyers out there that don't handle any litigation and still are are confused about the differences between the two um, and some of the facets of it especially when it comes to um, burden of proof and that sort of thing. So I want to just help you understand the differences, and we're going to go through it today. And by the time you're done with this podcast, you're going to be an expert, and you won't have had to have paid for law school. You'll just know the difference, and you will be smarter than many lawyers. All right, so let's look at the two cases, right? The, the, the legal system is set up in a way to deal with criminal matters on one side and civil matters on the other. So criminal matters involve, as you would assume, crimes. And a crime is something that is essentially um, against the state. So even murder, for example. Yeah, you've, you, you know, if you're a criminal and you murdered Bob, Bob is dead, his family is outraged and heartbroken, and they want you punished. But in essence, the state is going to prosecute you because murder is an offense against society. Okay? It's it's a grander scale. A crime is something that is against people in general. Even though one action could be against an individual, it's something that affects everyone in some way or another. Whereas a civil matter is typically between individuals or companies, and it could be a dispute over, I don't know, let's say uh, one partner is disputing with another what they're entitled to, Uh, for the sale of the business. Now, that doesn't have necessarily that same 
social um, importance. Now, I'm not saying that the lawsuit isn't important, but it's not something that will necessarily affect society in a whole. It's not something that is going to uh, trigger outrage by society. So those are the two areas of law that we're dealing with, the, the criminal areas, the civil areas. So crimes are generally offenses against the state, and, and I'm talking about you know whether it's the federal government or your state. Um, but civil cases are more individualized, if you will. Okay, so that's number one. Another difference is how the cases are handled. So in a, in a criminal matter, a case usually starts with a complaint filed by the state or by an individual that the state accepts, and then there is an indictment, and then the case proceeds, and the prosecutor, so a representative of the state, or the federal government, or the municipality, a prosecutor is the one that will be handling that case. So even though Bob was murdered, fictitious Bob, and Bob's family is outraged, heartbroken, and now happy that the, the criminal, the one that murdered Bob, is, is going to be prosecuted, their role in this matter is supportive. They are evidentiary, if you will. They don't get a lawyer and prosecute Bob's killer. The state prosecutor or federal prosecutor is the one that handles that. So the cases are prosecuted by the state not by an individual attorney. That doesn't mean, just to confuse things, that doesn't mean that Bob's family couldn't have their own attorney, but they are not going to be the ones prosecuting the case. The prosecutor is. Now, obviously, another difference is the difference in punishment. If you commit a crime, your punishment could be jail. In some cases, in some states, even the death penalty. So, you know, that's a huge distinction between a civil case where the punishment is typically financial. And it's not a punishment. You, you're not punished in a civil case. You either are told by a, a jury or a judge that they believe that the other side is entitled to either monetary relief or that you have to stop doing something that you were doing. Let's say that you were using a, a trademark um, or a mark that was very similar to somebody else's trademark. And the court says, hey, you, you can't do that. Injunction, you can't do that. It's, it's confusing the other mark. All right, so you might have to stop doing something, but you're not going to jail in the civil case. 
You're not going to pay restitution in a civil case. You're not going to get the death penalty in a civil case. It's simply about money between people and parties. And in some instances, what you can do and can't do. But that's it. On the other hand, criminal cases carry far serious, far more serious consequences. Yes, a criminal might have to pay restitution. You know, if if you stole money from a company and you were arrested and prosecuted, the court might say you're going to jail for a year and you have to pay X amount of money back to the company that you stole the money from. But that's a massive distinction between criminal and civil cases the punishment. Now, another thing that's very, very important, and this is oftentimes confused, is the standard of proof. Now, because crimes carry with them, or criminal legal matters, carry with them such severe penalties and consequences, right? Going to jail is a pretty serious consequence. Being killed, serious consequence. The standard by which a criminal is convicted or found guilty is much higher than the legal standard concerning the burden of proof in a civil case. So in a criminal case, the prosecutor must prove that the defendant is guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. I'll go back to an example that I like to use, which is from the O.J. Simpson case. And for those of you who who remember it because you lived through it, and those of you who might have seen a documentary about it, there's a point in the case where O.J.'s attorney, Johnny Cochran, stands up in front of the jury and takes the, the, the dried leather glove that was found at the scene where the murders took place and he has O.J. Simpson put the glove on his hand and O.J. struggling to get this shrunken glove on his hand and he's like making faces and it just it doesn't fit and Johnny Cochran turns to the jury and says if the glove don't fit you must acquit now that was enough, among other things, of course, to create reasonable doubt in the mind of the jurors. And they found him not guilty. So that reasonable beyond a reasonable doubt standard is very high. Because if you suspect that there is any doubt, any reasonable doubt, that someone being prosecuted didn't commit that crime. They can't be convicted. Now, compare that legal standard to a civil case. A civil case, the burden of proof is a lot easier. It is called the preponderance of the evidence, which essentially means that it's more likely than not that something occurred in a, in a certain way. Other people have referred to it as 51%. If you can 
show 51% that somebody was liable for something, then you're going to have the preponderance of the evidence. So essentially, if you think about it this way, you know the obligatory scales of justice that every lawyer feels required to have in their office. If her scale is balanced, preponderance of the evidence is tipping that scale in your favor ever so slightly, even just by 1%. And if you do that, then you have the preponderance of the evidence and you've proven your case. So a much different standard in the burden of proof between criminal and civil. Now further, the state in a criminal matter bears the burden of proof as opposed to a civil matter where the plaintiff bears the burden of proof. So the Standards are different, and who bears that burden is different. But the key takeaway here is that there is a significant difference in what you have to prove on a civil level than what you have to prove on a criminal level. Now, another few differences. Criminal cases are almost always trial by jury. Almost always. As a matter of fact, I I don't know that I can think of a case off the top of my head where a criminal case wasn't decided by a jury. However, in civil cases, it's not uncommon for there to be no jury. In fact, when you file a complaint in civil court, there is typically a question that says, do you request a trial by jury? And you don't have to select that. You can have a judge decide your case. In New Jersey, one of the divisions of the Superior Court is the Chancery Division. And the Chancery Division is one where uh, you're asking a judge to resolve a dispute um, that, that's not you know, a personal injury action. So, for example, if you have a property dispute or... Uh, there's a dispute over whether or not a contract is valid or enforceable. You can file that in Chancery in New Jersey and have the judge decide it. There's no jury at all. So that's another distinction, smaller distinction, but still a distinction between civil and criminal trial. Now, the other distinction is the right to an attorney. And people get this confused. In a criminal case, a defendant is entitled to representation by an attorney. And if that defendant can't afford the attorney, the state has to provide an attorney for them. Now, in a civil case, you don't have the right to an attorney. The state doesn't have to give you anything. And if you can't afford an attorney, you'll have to represent yourself. And this makes it even more complicated in civil matters because... In most states, if a business is sued, so let's say you own Sally's Cupcakes and your store is sued in New Jersey, New York, Florida, California, most states, you are required to have an attorney represent your business. So what do you do if you can't afford an attorney to represent your business? Well, you're in trouble because the state doesn't provide one for you. You know, I, I've, I've heard so many people confuse 
the right to an attorney, you know, they get confused between civil and criminal and they'll say, oh, you know, I've got this defamation lawsuit or I've got this breach of contract lawsuit and I can't find an attorney to represent me. I'm being sued. Isn't there a public defender? No, that's only in criminal matters. In civil matters, the parties must hire their own attorneys and no one is appointed for them. All right, and another small distinction, and then we're going to wrap this one up, is what happens when you are done with your lawsuit, right? The terminology. So if a criminal is is found guilty, that's what it's called, guilty. In a civil case, you are liable. So you're not guilty in a, in a civil case. You can only be guilty in a criminal case. You can be held liable in a civil case, but not guilty. Does that make sense? All right, so there are massive distinctions between criminal cases and civil cases, and some of the most important distinctions are really the burden of proof. What you have to prove in a civil case versus what you have to prove in a criminal case. And then, of course, there's the distinction over your ability to be represented by an attorney. In a criminal case, the state provides one for you. In a civil case, you are on your own sink or swim. So hopefully this helps explain some of the differences. You know, most of you probably realize right off the bat, you know, the glaring differences, but hopefully some of these smaller nuanced differences, um, you know, just, just help you understand the difference between criminal and civil lawsuits. And hopefully, uh, you know, you, you take something away from this. Now, if you're interested in, in more podcasts that discuss these legal issues, not just our regular pop culture style podcast, please let me know. Leave a comment. All of our contact information is in the podcast description. And if this is your first time listening, welcome. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, please make sure you do so. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can subscribe right on that platform. All right, well, it was a pleasure being with you. Thanks for joining me, and I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to Understanding the Law Radio. If you haven't done so already, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. We're available anywhere that you listen to your podcasts, including Amazon, Apple Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and many more. Also, don't forget to check us out online on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks again. See you next time.